It was December the 24th, 2012. Went in there and he'd been saying, we didn't think it was anything, you know, much. And just probably just, yeah, I got a memory problem. We didn't think it was anything great. And then he said he got Alzheimer's. And I was just, just, it's like my worst fears. I'm Penny Bell, and you may recognise the last voice from the previous episode of Discovering Dementia. This was Jill from Newbury. We met at the Alzheimer's show where she was looking around with her daughter Claire. It was the first time, they said, that they talked about Jill's diagnosis in any depth and seen what kind of help might be available to them in the future. They would found the whole thing to be quite a positive experience. Jill was keen to share more of her story. She wants to help others understand what it's like to have dementia, especially at a younger age. She was diagnosed at just 58. So I went to visit her at home in Berkshire and was very pleased to also be invited to her gardening group, which she goes to every week with the YPWD Berkshire, Younger People with Dementia. The project respite worker there was also called Claire, so sorry for any confusion as there are two Claires in this story today. Hello, is that Jill? Oh, hi Penny. It's Penny, hi. Yeah, coming up. Thank you. Morning, Jill. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. Good. I've just had a call from Sally from the group to say that she's they're on the way. She'll okay. be with me soon. All right, lovely. To come in. Thank you. It's a bit of a squeeze, I'm afraid, at the minute. I came to this realisation that I can't change the diagnosis. But what I have realised is I am very... It's very early for me. I do have problems, but they're not... It's not that I can't live on my own, or it's not that I'm not aware of what the problems are. So as far as I'm concerned now is I just try and pack as much as I can into just normal living. I call it, I have this non-Alzheimer's life whereby the majority of the time I live without Alzheimer's because people don't know I've got it and my friends friends do but they don't see it so they don't treat me any different and I I had this fear or this idea that people wouldn't really want to know me because I've got Alzheimer's even though I I'm not I don't want to hide it I want to say I want to be open and I want to be honest and I want to say I've got Alzheimer's do you have to take much with you I take my lunch with me, which I don't, I've no idea what I've done with it, <laughs> just, which is pretty typical of me, oh here it is, I'm off to ink pen with the YPWD, Young Persons with Dementia Group, because on a Thursday we've been going gardening and we've only got a couple of weeks left, so they've just come to pick me up now. I was in my 40s, 45, I think. And I was beginning then to have real memory problems. So I don't know whether 
this with my Alzheimer's has been coming for a long time um, or not because I I couldn't remember I used to write everything down so I'd write all these sequences down that I had to steps that I had to do to do anything but if I made notes I couldn't make sense of my notes either but it did uh, I at the time I was really quite aware that this it wasn't quite normal the fact that I was struggling to learn simple things or remember simple things were there other things you were noticing outside of work as well yes my daughter kept saying to me I've told you that I've already told you that before um and I I just couldn't remember so she used to say to me you're not listening or she would talk to me and my attention was so appalling that she'd say why don't you ever listen to me when I'm talking to you oh, I'm you know she's get really angry <laughs> frustrated with me morning hello Hello. Hi, I'm Penny. Penny. I'm Claire. Hi, Claire. Nice Good to you. meet you. Hi, Sally. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. How are you feeling about getting in the, right in the back? Yeah, I, I grew up in Totten, near the New Forest. I didn't actually have a terribly happy childhood. My mother was a bit heavy-handed, um, which it has been suggested where my Alzheimer's has come from. When I have my brain scan, it shows that I have an underdeveloped frontal lobe, which is possibly through damage to my head because my mother always used to hit me around my head. So it is quite possible that the Alzheimer's has been caused by some sort of damage as an early age. Just didn't like me, I think. But when she got vascular dementia, my mother... She forgot she didn't like me, and it was really quite strange that my mother, for the first time in her life, was nice to me, and I knew it's because she'd got dementia, and that was quite, I don't know, it was quite thought-provoking, to be quite honest with you, but it was nice, I made my peace with her, and um, she made her peace with me, really which was really, really cathartic. I was quite outgoing. Quite, uh, I was a survivor. As I was always doing something as a child, always out. Mind you, we were when we are sort of young, always out on your bike, going places. So, yeah, I left home when I was about 19. My mother died last June. My father died last December. Everyone loved my dad. Um... So I, it, you know, it hit me harder when my father died, um, which was six months after my mum died. So, but he was ninety-four. Bless him. Sharp. His mind was so sharp. He was so bright. What What were their jobs when you were growing up? And my mum never really. She never really worked. She was sort of the typical. You know, women didn't go out to work. They looked after. They cooked, cleaned. My dad was um, it was then a public health inspector. I mean, now it's an environmental health officer. But then he became a factory inspector as well. So he was quite 
um, senior in the council where a new forest district council so um, yeah, yeah very very clever my father was very bright bright man um, and he was he always used to explain things you know he would if you asked him something you know as kids how does this work or whatever he would take time and explain um and i i i think i've always had a passion for science and i'm sure he had a hand in that i was thinking if you remember when we first started we saw the bluebells didn't we yeah, so we've uh, seen a complete season. Spring, um, seen yeah. yeah. The only one we won't really see is winter, is it? Yeah. Like April time. Was I wasn't here then. Yeah. There was um, there's a, a a part where we always come back. <laughs> that's we don't always go that way, but we always come back that way. That was just flooded oh, with bluebells. Yeah. They seem to be a very particular environment. Yeah. So you said you left home at 19. Yeah. And what happened next? Um, I went and worked in a hotel as a receptionist. And I think my life really started from there. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, then I left and hitched to Bournemouth <laughs> with five carrier bags and a hamster in the cage. Hamster? Yeah. And... Um, I sort of moved in with this guy who I we married. We got married. I was 22. It was sort of days when you could you felt you could do anything at that age. But. So, so how did you meet your husband? He was the friend of the assistant manager. I, I don't know. I, I think the three of us sort of used to go out for a drink or something and then um, they had this (laughs) they had the lease of a a restaurant in Bournemouth in Poole actually in Dorset and um, they said oh do you want to come and I said yes all right then (laughs) so (laughs) that's why the three of us hitchhiked to Bournemouth Eventually, the three of us got a. It was a bed sit, just the three of us. <laughs> it, was, it was just mad. But the landlady said because I was female, I couldn't stay there. So I used to have to climb in and out the window <laughs> every day. Well, I, it was good fun. So, good fun. so his name was Bev? Bev, yeah. Right. Beverly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then Bev and I. Um, got a flat together so we got married I thought I was really old <laughs> I'm 22 I'd, you know yeah I'm old enough now I can get married so and we didn't have a bad man- marriage at all but I think we were just far too young we just didn't argue or anything we just sort of but seven years on down the line we sort of just grown apart so we just sort of split up it was very amicable we were you know by which time I'd moved up to the Midlands, we'd bought this little cottage, this little white cottage with low beams. It's sort of everything that you sort of want, you'd sort of dream of. And uh, so I was quite sad to leave that in the, in the village. Because um, when we split up, I then moved into Margate Harbour. 
was it about a year, two years after I'd split up, I'd met Claire's dad and um, it was never going to work out. She wasn't planned, but my goodness, you know, once uh, once I knew I was having her, I thought, oh, yeah. I brought Claire up on my own. It was just brilliant. So I went back to work when she was 12. Up until then, I threw myself into voluntary work. So, yeah, no, I, I just didn't spend, didn't have holidays, didn't... Um, I made clothes. Um, I never bought any... I, sh- I cooked everything. Um, and I, I did things with her. Uh, we didn't have the money to go out or anything. So what I used to do with those, I'd get rolls of wallpaper and lay it out in the garden and make her take her socks and shoes off and, you know, washing up bowls full of paint and things and, right, OK, make dinosaurs with your feet. and Or we'd make cakes together. And she, she says now, she says... <laughs> I used to get the kitchen and a mess. It was all over the floor, everywhere. It didn't matter. And I said, well, you, you know, we could clean it up. I think what I could give her was my time. And we would be always being very close because I've, she's an only child and it has just been her and I. So our garden is behind this wall here. So the summer house is where we're going to go and have coffee and tea to begin with. And then we have the sheds here, potting shed, is where all the stuff is kept. Makes and the spades and things. When I was 40, <laughs> I decided to go to university because I, I was bored. I, I'd never been able to sort of sit back and not do anything so I did an open university course because I just wanted to challenge myself I, I was just so excited at that point and uh, Claire was eight by this time and I thought oh, this is just this is brilliant I really really struggled so I could write the essays but I couldn't remember things so the exams were appalling so I, I'm quite pleased that I came out with what I did. Was it for three years? You three would, years, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you had. So I got a BSc, yeah, a BSc in combined science, which was the major in psychology and history of science. So I'm really amazed, uh, considering that I have this problem of being able to learn or not being able to retain knowledge. I think back now, was this part of any sort of brain damage that I had? Because I always had this problem. And I, I didn't I didn't realise that it was a, a problem as such. I didn't realise. I just thought I struggled, that somehow I was... Everyone else, I could used to think, well, how come everyone else can remember where everyone else can do this? And I, and I can't. I just thought I, I've always had problems learning things anyway um but it was just getting worse um but I I didn't think I could do anything I mean that was it really um so 
I mean, I, I think a lot of it I thought was stress. So um, I thought, right, this is it. I'm selling the house and buying a boat. So I did. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> but I think she was quite sad that she couldn't get over the fact that I got rid of everything in my house. And do you know why you did that? Was it you were concerned about paying the mortgage or was it that financial? I just, I, I, just, I just wanted a complete change of life. I don't know, I just wanted to, something quiet, easier, just needed to get away just from everything. Now, the garden is an absolute delight. Sophie, it's absolutely beautiful here. Oh, wow. It's just like another world. Boxed hedging places. And all in the min middle of the box hedging are white peonies, all of them. Every one of them has just got pure white peonies. And early spring, these are all magnolia and the magnolia were flowering then mm. so but this is our garden here um, had some carrots then we had I can't remember what we had here now there's beetroot and the radish here which were gone oh, look at all the weeds yeah, it's just totally different lifestyle. Did you make lots of friends in that boating community? I did. I got married again. Oh. <laughs> but I'm now divorced. OK. <laughs> yes. Do you want to say any more about that? Or? I've only just got divorced. Yeah, I... Um, at, at this time, what I, I did was, first of all, I, I got my dream job. I worked, um, I got a job as a housing support officer at the YMCA working with 16 to 25 year olds and um, I absolutely loved it. I just so amazing. They've had pretty rough times before they got there um, and I just felt that a lot of them, they were just so strong. I just, I just loved them, I just, you know. And that was, my memory was just getting really bad. But it, it wasn't memory, it's memory blanks. I was, I'd, actually I'd go to work and I would have no knowledge of any of the support meetings I'd had with my tenants the day before or even if I had seen them. So I would look at my notes and it was like somebody else had written them. I'd think, oh, they're quite good. <laughs> you know, I didn't realise I wrote good notes. <laughs> quite sorrow, really. But I had no knowledge of writing them. So I'm Claire Watts. I'm a project respite support worker for YPWD Berkshire which is um, a, a charity based in Berkshire that supports people of working age, so younger people with dementia. This gardening group in Inkpen has been running for, I want to say four years, but it could be three, actually. 
we we come here in the spring around about sort of mid April and we finish the season here mid September you know it's an amazing resource to be able to come and use and that people can work positively towards growing various crops take them home eat them we talk about them each week it's it's just a really positive environment I saw a consultant, he said, oh, I don't think it's going to be anything. He said, well, I had this testing done. So I went one day a week for four weeks uh, to a psychologist and um, and then he said he got Alzheimer's. And I was just, just, it's like my worst fears. And I'd been married a year. And so this guy I married <laughs> suddenly got lumbered with this, person who'd suddenly got Alzheimer's um, so I went into grieving for six months I did I think I was just shell-shocked just totally shell-shocked um, and I didn't stop talking about it. it it was just I think I had to make sense of it and um, my husband couldn't cope with that he just stop talking about it uh, it was like I, I I just needed to find out everything I could but what struck me was I left that office without even a piece of paper without even an information piece of paper so I was desperate to try and get some sort of support or because it's not something that you want to be diagnosed with and just sort of go away and not know anything, you know. How, how long is my future going to be? You know, what's going to happen now or whatever this? And, and there wasn't anything at all. I actually had to leave my job in the YMCA because I felt I was a danger. I was working with vulnerable teenagers and it just got so bad, I I just really couldn't cope. So um, at that point, my doctor signed me off. Wild plan, wild we're not vegetables. quite sure what's going to happen with the weather, so we thought oh. we'd go back to the summer house okay. for lunch, just as if it gets a bit hot. Get wet lunch. No, we don't want wet sandwiches. I'll take the squashes home, and I'm going to take some green tomatoes, and um, someone else is going to take some green tomatoes. And I'm going to make some chutney with green tomatoes this year. And probably what I'll do is when we, we meet up for some other groups, if I make small jars, I'll bring some back for the group. So I'll, I'll collect, I quite often collect small jars. And, uh, but I've never made green tomato chutney before. So I'm looking forward to doing that. But the squash... My sense of direction is gone. If I go somewhere, I can't always remember. You know, you don't recognise somewhere new driving round. Or you think if you get on the bus and you go to the same place all the time, you think you'd know where you are, but you don't know where you are. I don't get jokes anymore when people are being as uh, teasing. I I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it. I think what everybody's saying, as so I take everything, what everybody's saying is true. 
Um, and I know that's a problem because I, I don't get it when they're, you know, when people sort of say something in a joke. Well, I think they're saying it for real or... or and so that's quite... I think that takes a lot of work, sort of trying to be normal. I have difficulty sort of sifting out individual voices. And that's something that's dementia. You, you can't sift out anybody's individual voice. All you can hear is just... Uh, uh, somebody is talking to you, but then if somebody nearby is talking to somebody else, you you can't discern the two. What I try and do is, if it's a crowd, I tend to sort of you withdraw. There are a lot of things that I really can't that irritate the hell out of me now. I, I, I can't watch soaps. I it's so banal. I, I just I just can't can't watch soaps. I can't read romances books and things like that I like it has to be challenging um because I feel if I'm going to do these things it has to challenge my brain so I, I watch quizzes um see if I can answer any of them I realize now the importance of hearing the problems you have firsthand so when people say Right, just get get onto that bed. What do they mean? And they, this goes through my head. What do they mean? Have I got to take my shoes off? Do they want me to sit on the bed? Do they want me to lie on the bed? What do they want? Everything has become ambiguous for me now, and that's the difference. That's my biggest thing. Everything is ambiguous. There's nothing stopping anybody from doing anything they ever want to do. And I think I've got a limited time now. That That's what I'm conscious of. A limited time. Um, because once my dementia starts to progress, I, that's gone. And at that point, I'm just going to be getting by from day to day as comfortably as I can and as happily as I can. After I started to come in here, I was so, I enjoyed it so much. Because um, I just find it so relaxing. It's not stressful at all. Um, I went and got an allotment. I applied for an allotment and I got one. So, um, I just absolutely love it. Love it. It's just... so, so this this garden has inspired you to. Yeah, I wouldn't have more... thought. Had I not been here, I wouldn't have thought that I could do it. Even if I go and sit on my allotment and just have a cup of coffee, and I can hear the river running by. But it's, there's something about by do growing your own vegetables. There's just something really peaceful. Um, and just basic that you don't have to think about anything you haven't got to remember anything you just you can just get on and do it and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it doesn't grow it doesn't matter yeah i think what we will do is get ourselves ready and maybe start and head for home when when we're all sorted and together that's okay 
Thanks to Jill from Newbury for sharing her story and to YPWD Berkshire, Claire, Sally and the Gardening Group for letting me come along for the day. To find out more about YPWD or to donate, go to their website at www.ypwd.info. You've been listening to episode three of Discovering Dementia. If you have a story about dementia you'd like to share, please do get in touch. You can find us on Twitter at Dementia Podcast or email info at discoveringdementia.co.uk. This episode of Discovering Dementia was produced by Penny Bell and Chica Ayres.